glorify the name of God for the special opportunity we have to be blessed this evening again. This is your favorite program, Kingdom Life, coming to you from your inspirational station, Echo 89.7 FM. This program comes up from 8.05 to 8.35 every Sunday evening. I'm Jumi Adetoyesho Lagunju, the minister on this program. I'm not alone in the studio tonight. I have with me my co-presenters. They are Sister Onyeda Mola and Sister Lua Fumilayo. Sister Onyeda Mola is a teenager. Onyeda um, <laughs> Mola is already smiling. Um, well, I, I won't say it out. I won't say everything, okay? Onyeda Mola is a teenager and... Uh, she started the program with us when she was six years old, and I'm so happy she has been so consistent. So, my dear listener, there are no ages too little for you to expose your children to the Word of God. And as they grow up in it, they will not deviate from it. And great will be your testimonies concerning those children in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Indamola, you are welcome to the program tonight. Good evening, listener. Thank you very much. You now see the reason why I was smiling at the beginning of the program. She's not saying good evening, fellow children, again, because she was saying, now, Daddy, I'm now a teenager. Wonderful. I'm so happy for that. So, Inda Mola, thank you very much for being part of us on this program every time. Uh, with me as well is Sister Lua Fumilayo. You are welcome to the program tonight. Good evening, listener. Thank you very much. My dear listener, God loves you. He cares for you. In the previous episode, we were looking at following Redeemer's footsteps. And we look at a lot of things. Our Lord Jesus Christ gave the example. And now he's been able to help us get a kind of clarity about some confusion that was started by the false teachers, the Pharisees, the Sadducees. Unfortunately, so many religious leaders today, either by maybe deliberately for personal gain or probably is as a result of honest mistake, they end up misleading so many people in this area. So that's why we have been looking at this series of messages on what our Lord Jesus Christ commanded, what examples he laid down for us, the principles he explained to us and the things to do. We have so many aspects of this to cover. We have done a little bit in the area of what it means for you and I not to be indifferent to the plight of people around us. And that's what the Bible says. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do not be indifferent to them. Don't just walk around with your face up without looking around you. Where will my attention be needed? I feel so sorry each time I go out to the Western world. I see the way things are done. How the average person walks on the street. They drive on the road. They walk in offices. They look over their shoulder to see if somebody around me needs my attention. Needs my help. Can I help you? What can I do to help? To assist? Somebody may say security situation in the country. It's not about security situation. Even people you don't talk to one-on-one. Just looking across to them, a smile on your face, that reassurance that there is hope. That reassurance as in what can I do? Something happened to me recently before I go ahead with the message. Let me just start with this example. I was in UK and I was to enter the train. I moved to a different platform. That's on the Grand Train. I moved to a different platform because I was having a heavy luggage. I just came out of the airport. I was having a heavy luggage with me. Not heavy beyond the normal recommended weight. But I thought I would meet something like escalator there. But I got there, it was ordinary staircase. As I was balancing my laptop bag and reaching out to lift the heavy bag, one young woman just reached out and said, oh, let me get it here. She lifted the bag from the underneath and said I should lift the handle. I looked across and said, wow. I didn't even solicit her help, but she was looking at me afar off that this young man is struggling with his luggage. 
she helped me. By the time we descended the staircase, she walked away before I could even say thank you. Oh, don't worry, have a nice day, bye-bye. She went away. When I got to the next station, you'll be surprised. Somebody I did not solicit help from reached out to say, oh, let me help you to go up. What are we saying? I asked myself, if I were to be back home, how many people would pay attention to me? Even when you say, help me, there's suspicion. Somebody might say, because of security station. But it's not just about that alone. Countless number of opportunities that you and I need to look over. See what I can do to help. If ordinary drive me on the street, trafficate your light that you want to change lane and see the way people will respond indifferent to your plight. It's not about they don't learn how to drive. It is just being inconsiderate. Somebody will say, eh, they're in a hurry. Where are we hurrying to? You are in a traffic. Everywhere is blocked. Somebody wants to cross the road from another end. And just like T-junction. And no one is ready to give way for the person to drive across. It's about attitude. Everything translates to the scripture. Unless we bring the Bible teaching to everything we do in life, to the way we relate with people, even people we don't know on the road, this country cannot be where we want it to be. That is why on this program, we bring the Bible teaching to every aspect of life. There are times when I will call my wife and I will tell you that when you are out there in America or anywhere you are there, just look at the behavior of some people. Connect it with the scripture. Come back home. It will help us to be able to analyze how did they get to that level for them to have such sanity in the system. And how can we get there in this part of the world? So that's why on this program, we retreat the need to teach our children to understand the basic principles in the scripture and how it affects the life of people. And I mentioned one of our episodes that I don't overlook it in the house. If my children, the children God has given us, they fail to show act of courtesy or respect to each other or being considered to each other, we don't overlook it. We quickly correct them and say, yeah, look, you need to show that compassion. Be considerate to one another. When they have all those things being part of them from home, when they get outside, it will become their way of life. So my dear listener out there, Christianity is not just a religion. It's a way of life. I will bring all this teaching to what we do on a daily basis. Until we get to that level, my dear listener, it will be deja vu. And another aspect which we still get in one of our episodes is the area of prayer. 80% of what we are believing God for, praying for, struggling for in this part of the world, you may be surprised. There are things God has said, behold, I give unto you, confirmed in the scripture. But because we fail to apply the scriptural teachings, we are just struggling for something God has provided. The remaining 20% may be the miraculous things that we need God intervention for. 80% are things God has put in place in your business, in your life, that all you need to do, all I need to do is to apply the Bible teachings and you see things coming out. And being manifested in our life. So my dear listeners out there. These are things we have been pointing out in this scripture. We look at the aspect of love your neighbor as yourself. As the Bible stated as in. Do not be indifferent to the plight of others. And we mention how it translates into leadership. Into the way we bring up our children. How they relate and what we do on a daily basis. Now tonight we are continuing with the aspect of giving and receiving. And in one of the episodes, we look at the aspect of the giving as it relates to tithes, tithing, tithe and offering. And now a lot of people misconstrue it and they misinterpret the teaching, the word of God. And some are even made to be so scared that if you don't pay your tithe, they will tell you one evil thing will happen. That's why something happened to you. No, 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 no. Our God is not a wicked God. It's not an hungry God. God says on the mountain that he is the one that created 
heaven and earth. He has everything out there that he has created. If you were to be hungry, he won't come to us. In the book of uh, Psalm 50 verse 10, God said, I will not take a bull from your house, nor goat out of your fold. For every beast of the forest is mine. And the cattle on a thousand hill, I know all the birds of the mountain, and the wild beasts of the feet are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you. For the world is mine, and all its fullness. Will I eat the flesh of bulls, or drink the blood of goats? Offer to God thanksgiving, and pay your vow to the Most High. Call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. The Lord is retreating here. It's not your money that you will spend. It's not the bull you come to give him that he will eat. He's telling us that whatever he's asking us to give, is pointing us to the Father. We should acknowledge him in whatever he has blessed us with, and it will be used to bless other people in the society that may be having challenges to make life to be better. So when somebody fails to pay tithe, and someone is telling you because of that calamity will come upon you, evil will come upon you. God said, no, I'm not an hungry person. If I were to be hungry, I would not come and meet you. That's why I read that part in the book of Psalm 50 from verse 9 there. And I read all the way about five verses for you to see where God mentioned it. And where the people misquote in the Bible in the book of Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 to 10, that will a man rob God because you have done this and this, and because of that, the devourer will not be rebuked for you. There's a curse because there's a curse upon you. God does not pay place any curse on any title or anybody that's a paying tithe or you don't pay tithe. The curse in the Bible, I said in that episode, is placed on the priest, on the first priest, the thief priest. That were out there cheating the people. And God said they're supposed to bring the tithe to the storehouse where it will be used to meet the need of people. We look at that in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 26 from verse 12 to 14. Where God said what the tithe would have been used for to take care of the strangers, deliver those who are working the house of God, the, the widow, the orphans out there, and the people that are in need. That's what it is used for. And our Lord Jesus Christ retreated in the book of Matthew chapter 23. And he told the priest, you guys pay so much attention to this tithe. Because you guys were stealing from it. Without looking at the aspect of being merciful. Teaching the people the basic principles that are very important. This you ought to have paid attention to without leaving the other one. So our Lord Jesus Christ did not condemn tithing. What he said was there are other weightier parts that those people abandon, but because of their own pocket, things they would divert, they fail to do it. So tonight, as we continue in this series, we, we, we are going to look at where we have been getting it wrong. And if you connect to it, we'll be mightily blessed beyond our expectation. In the book of Matthew chapter 6, from verse 25, our Lord Jesus Christ told the average person you and I out there, don't worry about what you will eat, what you will make use of. There are blessings awaiting you. He asked you in mind. Let's continue reading from the book of Matthew chapter 6. I will have for you in the Mula to read for us, please. Verse 25. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Verse 26. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Verse 27. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Verse 28. And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their own clothing. Verse 29. Yet, Solomon in all his 
glory, but not dressed as beautifully as they are. Verse 30. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he would certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Verse 31. So, don't worry about these things, saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? Verse 32. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Hmm. Thank you. That is amazing. The Lord Jesus Christ reminding you and I, whatever you are believing for, whatever we are believing him for, he said, don't worry. You have seen all these inanimate objects. You have seen the birds out there. You have seen the flowers out there. I care so much for them. How much more you that are more valuable? My dear listener. Now let's look at what he says as what you and I need to do. Continue reading, please. Verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Okay, continue. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Thank you. Let's do that. Please, can you go, go to that verse 33 again? But seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Thank you. That seek first the kingdom of God. Make sure you follow the kingdom principles. The principles that has to do with the word of God. And those are things we have been retreating, we have been teaching in our episode. In the area of honesty, in the way you have your measurement, you that sell things, you don't use false measure out there. In the area of planning for your business, those are kingdom principles that have been retreated and stated in the previous teachings. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, in whatever you are believing me, God, for, in your day-to-day activities, follow the kingdom principles. Apply them. Do them. Now, don't confuse this. It's not referring to the righteousness that is in the next verse now. I mean, in the concluding part of that verse. He's saying, seek first the kingdom of God. Apply the principles in the way you do your work. Just retreat and check again. How are we doing this? I've stated in one of our episodes about organizational values. How some organizations highlight the values they hold, how they do their things, what they do, and how they honestly carry out their business. And Lord Jesus Christ is retreating here. Check those values. Can they stand the test of time in terms of the principles laid down by the word of God? Now, it now went further to say, and it's righteousness. That is what connects us to the topic we are looking at, giving and receiving. The righteousness there connects to what we read in the book of Mark chapter 12 from verse 42 to 43, where we have the story about the widow, that's Luke chapter 21 from verse 1 to 4, where he said about the Zedka, he said, look, But seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these things shall be added to Now, you. seek for the kingdom of God, the kingdom principle, and its righteousness. The righteousness there refer to what the widow did, the widow's might. The story about the widow's might. Whenever you come to the presence of God, you are expected to make an offering. That offering is righteous. It's an integral part of the Zeka righteousness. That's in the act of doing the right thing in the area of giving. It's not the righteousness of the holiness that people refer to here now. That's not what our Lord God was referring to that. 
principles of giving and receiving. And in the area of that zeka, when you come to the presence of God, you give. When you have opportunity of touching life or reaching out, you give. And Lord Jesus was telling the people, you are believing God for something you need to have, something that needs to come in your business. He pointed out in the preceding verse when he said, those people who worship mammon, who store their treasure in the pride of life, the things of life that they do out of pride, he said, look, you shouldn't be like them. Instead, you should be with reference to God in what you do. Let's look at that together in that same chapter. Of Matthew chapter 6 where he corrected about the mammon what the mammons do and what you need to do as children of God let's read together in that same book of Matthew chapter 6 let's read first verse 8 Matthew chapter 6 verse 8 therefore do not be like them for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him continue reading in this manner therefore pray Okay, by the time he was now pointing them to what they need to do in believing God for it, and by the time he pointed to them about their prayer and everything, he now pointed and reiterated that look, the mammons in their worship, they go out of pride of life, they do a lot of things, and they struggle for what they will need to have. Continue reading. Verse 24 No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Thank you. That's the difference. Those who serve mammon is out of pride of life. They struggle. They boastfully show what they have. And out of pride, they do everything possible to amass wealth out there. But for those who worship God, who are serving the living God, whatever you have, you bring to the foot of the master and say, Father, you have given me this. I've brought this presentation back for you to touch the life of others. And that is the giving that Lord Jesus Christ retreated. In the book of Luke chapter 6, there he drove home the point on the rewards that follow. He said, having said in chapter 6 verse 33 of Matthew, seek for the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing will be added. Seek first, follow the principle, the righteousness is in the act of giving, reaching out to touch the life of others. It is a common practice in the Western world. In fact, it is part of their governance, the way they run the system out there, which is a confirmation of reward of giving and receiving with reference to God, irrespective of the beneficiary, whether it's your enemy or your age-long driver or somebody that has been highlighted as, oh no, this person doesn't like us. In the Western world, they earmark as part of governance out there what needs to be done yearly to help the nations in the world that have challenges. And as they do it, even if that nation turns out to be facing or attacking them in war, whatever, if there's any area to touch the people within the system, they go ahead and do it. And so also some organizations, they have what they call a CSR out there, the Lord is reiterating for you and I tonight that look, there are all principles contained in the scripture. And as you go ahead to do this, you will have greater testimonies to share in the area of blessings and the giving. Let's read from verse 33 to 35 of Luke chapter 6. 33. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, 
and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Thank you. That is the first principle laid down now from verse 36. And Lord Jesus has said, look, these are the areas you give what you reach out for. Continue reading from verse 36, please. Therefore, be merciful, just as your father also is merciful. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Now, our Lord Jesus was making it so plain and simple for the people. That in the area of your giving, remember the message we have been looking at is giving and receiving. A laid down principle by Heavenly Father. And that's what our Lord Jesus summed up in the book of Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. That seek for the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Following the principle and the righteousness is the area of the Zedekiah, the giving. And that verse 38 says, give and it shall be given to you. And out, please read it again. Can you read that verse 38 for us, please? Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full press down, shaking together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you gave will determine the amount you get back. Okay, it's not telling you, look, this is commensurate. And that is the area a lot of people misinterpret this scripture. Tonight, you may not be able to conclude that, but we want you to realize one thing, that the scripture is full, is complete, is perfect. It's not left for you and I to apply it in whatever we do in the way we live our life. We have been looking at a series of messages on following the Redeemer's footsteps. And we have looked at the aspect of giving and receiving. And we pointed out out there about the aspect of giving as it has to do with what it is used for. God is reminding you and I, you may be having challenges and be having issues, but if I give tight, what if those people do not use it for what is meant to be? Do your own part. The Lord has a way of blessing you and rewarding you. If I give and contribute offering in the church, I touch the life of the others, I've not received my reward, the Lord has record of what you are doing. You just wait and see how God will surprise you with his blessings. It's unfortunate you may not be seeing most of it, but in quite a number of places, we have seen where they proceed from such tithes are used to establish schools, and the schools are highly subsidized to enable the average person that does not have the money to pay for the other expensive fare there in school to be able to attend it, either high school or university. The mere fact that things are not done that way in this part of the world does not negate the word of God. Don't be discouraged. Reach out. Touch life of people around you and see what you are doing. You are doing it in reference to God, not for self-pride or self-gratification. God loves you. He cares for you. All we always say on this program is, look, Christianity is a way of life, not just a religion. As you apply this, you will see how God in his infinite mercies will bless you back in hundredfold, thousandfold, millionfolds in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. For more information... You can link us on our email address, kingdomlifefamily at yahoo.com, or through our producer, Taiwo Omoshule, Eko 89.7 FM, Latif Jakon Dewe, Agidingbi, Ikeja. Our sound engineer on this program has been Sonayon Joseph.
remain blessed. Thank you very much, my dear listener out there. I'm Jumi Adetoyesho Lagunju. I want to plead with you. Let others see Christ in you, in everything you do, in your neighborhood, in your office, on the road, even in the way you obey the traffic rules on the road. Remember what we always say on this program? Obedience to the law of the land is obedience to the word of God. Let others see Christ in you. Be part of this program next week Sunday by 8.05. Remain blessed. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. Come on, sing righteousness, peace. Oh, and joy in the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the